Today's episode is sponsored by absolutely nobody because I don't have a sponsorship deal. But what I do want to do is give you a shout out to Always Away Days. The guys that are there when you need to make the most of your away day experience for the New England Revolution. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about homegrown heroes, question mark, winning away from home for the first time in the game day since, well, who even knows when. I think dinosaurs were around the last time we actually won our first game of the season. And also talking about the defensive revolution that's going on here at Foxborough. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Hello everybody and welcome back. My name is Mike and welcome to the Any Revs UK show. All things revolution from a UK perspective and welcome in to episode four. We've got a fair bit to get through today's episode. Obviously we're going to be looking back at the game against Charlotte and dissecting it, analysing everything and just talking a load of absolute nonsense as always. Uh, and then we'll kind of be talking about some of the news as well. Uh, not that I don't think there is anything, but... Uh, oh, well, there is. There's a little bit of news that's kind of just... Literally just dropping um, as I'm recording. Uh, so I, can, I guess you can kind of tell when I'll be recording this. Um, but also, um, just to start today's episode, I just want to obviously thank everyone for listening. It's been much, much appreciated. Obviously, I know I wasn't on the best of form last season i had kind of season one was okay season two i think i did a decent job i got to 20 odd episodes in that season uh season three was good season four uh should be a right off season four was for me but we're back for season five i believe this is i don't even know what season we're in anymore but whatever season this is um i'm going to be already up to episode four so I just, but I just want to thank everyone's support, um, not even just for this stuff, just on Twitter as well. Just it's just um, yeah, it's just really really nice community to be part of, and I absolutely love it. Um, but obviously, you're not here to talk about me thanking everyone for all their work. What I want to do is thank the Revolution for finally getting us off to winning ways, a one nil victory over Charlotte in an absolute jam packed um, Bank of America Stadium. It was I, I can't even remember. I think it was like. Close to 70,000. It was like 69,300 and something. Um, absolutely insane. The atmosphere must have been rocking. Uh, and the revolution came knocking and they blew the door down. Um, some really, really inspired performances, um, which we'll obviously get into very, very shortly. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I don't think Charlotte played particularly bad. Um, but I mentioned in the last episode, or either in a spaces somewhere, I've mentioned recently... Um, where I've been talking, which is what I'm doing now. I mean, these podcasts are good, aren't they? Just I literally just say whatever pops into my head. It is, it is insane. Um, but I was talking about that, that. I think the reason, a difference that I definitely noticed over the 2021 season to the 2022 season is the fact that the Revolution lost the ability to grind out results, even when we weren't playing particularly well. And I don't think we played particularly well against Charlotte, but what did what happened? We got three points. We actually grinded out a victory, um, which, you know, last season just wasn't happening. I mean, Charlotte had more possession, pretty much, I think, periodically throughout the whole game. It was very rare that the Revolution held the possession for, for long periods of time and actually, you know, was 
that overly threatening or that you know if i'm going to be honest about things which i try to be here on the show and across all my socials is that i don't think we were overly threatening but we managed to get the one goal which is was what all it needed on the day and it was really good to see obviously king kess coming up with that but overall i think the the game finished with um, possession obviously in, in charlotte's um in charlotte's favor i think it was 40 uh, 54 to 46 overall um their passing was slightly better in the day as well 77 percent uh 321 passes to the revolutions 259 at 72 percent that actually was better than ours as well uh good corner racked up for for both teams though uh although charlotte not really looking to make anything from there i, I was really worried with the amount of corners that were coming in but um, I couldn't tell if either Charlotte were particularly bad at corners or we've improved because normally set pieces was something that I would would normally be worried about when the you know Revolution are, are defending a set piece. Um, they had eight corners and we seemed to deal with them really well. And, and it, I wouldn't say it was particularly you know bad deliveries from Ashley Westwood. Um, I think that the I think there's going to be some time for them to grow together and, and see what Westwood's kind of plays on on set pieces. I think they need to definitely work. On, on that because I don't I think he was putting the ball into decent areas if I'm being honest a lot of the time but just no Charlotte players seem to be attacking it in the right area so I don't know if that's just a miscommunication or you know lack of cohesion from their perspective but I don't really care if I'm being really honest because um, it doesn't affect me in the slightest from our corners and again I don't think there's a few that were kind of I say more the set pieces than the actual corners that worked quite well um and if they're going to be honest here, I don't remember ever watching a Revolution match thinking we were overly ambitious with any of our corner routines. I think we're really bog standard. I don't think we really do much of it. And when we've got a player like Carlos Hill, I think, you know, we should start trying some different things. If you remember the 2021 season or or, or when Gustavo both first came onto the scene, that was a, something different. We literally just played it to the edge of the area. And I don't think we've ever done that again. Or maybe we've tried it one or two times. And I'm not saying we have to try it every single time, but we seem to just have like two go-to corner routines and they don't seem to work. So yeah, I think that's one improvement we need to get onto in terms of converting them chances because from six corners, you know, I don't think any of them resulted in a shot on target. If, and you know, we've got two kind of dominant players, Henry Caster and, and Dave Romney um, look really strong when they're in them. I'm trying to think what's the, the, the one of them, I think maybe one we maybe got on target. Um, I probably should have recorded this after watching the match, but I just didn't have time. I've got to give a big shout out to Apple TV, though. I wasn't going to, you know, I, I was a little bit dubious about the whole thing, if I'm being honest. Um, but it, they put on a good, you know, I, I was really impressed with the, the ability to be able to watch the full game back. Uh, afterwards i actually kind of like the commentary team i think actually lloyd sam um i didn't know how good he'd be on commentary but i was actually kind of impressed with with um with him and i, I really actually liked listening to it not saying obviously they're better than brad and charlie um obviously you know we, and it's good that we've now got the option to listen to them and hopefully at some point that'll potentially be embedded i, I don't know if that's going to be embedded into the the player or, or, or what i've I probably doubt it but it'd be nice to have the option but uh, yeah, it was good to be able to just watch the full game back as well as the highlight package. That was nice. Um, so obviously when I got up the next day, I was able to, to watch the full game back again. Um, probably should have done it again before I actually, or at least the highlights before I recorded the episode because then it would have been fresh in my mind. But overall, I say, I think we we, we, we did okay. Um, I don't think we should start spouting anything at the moment. I don't think we're, we're in a place to, to you know, put up, um, 
you know, MLS Cup champions signs anything anytime soon. But I think it was a a a okay result uh, and an okay performance. Well, no, I, I said the results actually better than okay. The performance was just okay. Uh, I don't think they, their their front three just wasn't really linking. You can tell it's really early on, and and, and this is what my thought process was be behind kind of you know rating it as okay. I suppose you can say um, is the fact that on the day, if you think about you know maybe if we had this game, I don't know maybe seven to ten games in when you know the cohesion of the team was a little bit more solidified. Um, I think Charlotte would have, this would have been a different game, a different result. I know the fact we could say the same our, our perspective, but we're not bringing in a ream of new players. Uh, in the starting 11, I suppose you could count Noel Book as a new signing um, and and, and uh, obviously uh, Dave Romney. But other than that, it was players that have been around the revolution now last season as well. And I suppose you could argue that Dylan Barrero and uh, Giacomo Veroni are almost like new signings because of injuries and the fact that they came through only halfway through the season. Um, but they've still had a, you know the pre-season and half of last season to kind of get to know the team, get to kind of understand how we play playing, that kind of thing. So I don't think we can use that as an excuse. Um, and I'm not saying like Charlotte have bought a load of new players, but you know when you've got a new manager and a new philosophy, it's a little bit more than just a few new players bought into that. So I think they've... You know that that I think they'll come good. I think they'll be a force to be reckoned with in the, in the you know for this season. I think they're going to be you know right up there in the upper echelons of the league this season when it all was said and done. Um, you know I I think that they just had an off day, but I think we took our opportunity. I suppose uh, pounced on a, a really kind of good bit of play from the Revolution. Obviously, ended up with uh, King Kess. Um, grabbing a goal, and obviously I know that on foot mob he's he's rated the higher player, but obviously that's because he scored the goal. But and I think you know, applaud it should go to to Dave Romney for his performance because first game of the season. I know obviously he's an MLS veteran kind of now, so he he probably understands the league a little bit better than if you're a foreign player coming in. Um, but he had an absolute solid performance, and I was really pleased to see. I think I think now that's that is the defensive partnership for for this season. I think it's going to be quite hard for. For Andrew Farrell to actually worm his way back in now, unless obviously Kessler picks up an injury, and I think that's the only way we see we see Farrell get minutes uh, or good amount of minutes. I think obviously with the cups this season, we have got obviously the Open Cup and the Leagues Cup as well. Um, so it's it's vital that we've got depth now. Um, but yeah, I think from a starting perspective, I think that defensive back five now just picks itself week in week out, um, and I've, I've, I see no reason to disrupt that as well. Because you know if they if they've already gelling that well in week one, and I'm not saying it was a great performance because I think in our defensive transition we were caught short on plenty of occasions, and that's purely because our wing backs just like to bomb forward too much, uh, and I think that's maybe where we, I think that for me I, I really like Polster and Book playing together, and I think Noel Book had an absolutely you know, I wouldn't say an amazing game, but he had a really, really solid start to his revolution career. And for being thrust into the starting 11 game day one and to put in such a good performance. And I, uh, I, I, you know, if you weren't a revolution fan and didn't know um, that that was his first, you know, kind of, um, was that his first start? I think that, that's his first start, if I'm correct uh, in, in thinking that. But just thinking like, you know, and for a seventeen-year-old, even just put that into perspective, a seventeen-year-old thrown into MLS game day one of the season. Um, I don't think you know many would have, have thought that was the case. It was a, 
it was a good performance. Them two seem to be linking up quite well. The only, the only negative I'd say from that perspective is they're both kind of quite similar. Um, we need one to be, I'd say they're both an eight, if, if you're going to give it a number, um, where we need obviously one of them to be the more defensive-minded player. Um, because, as I said, because the, the two wing-backs get pushed forward so much, I think Pulse is probably going to be the one that probably does mostly that defensive duty. Although there's a great one when um, uh, Noel Book managed to uh, um, dispossess, uh, was it Bronico, I think it was, when he came went through and if he hadn't tried that run. Um, I mean, I don't know, obviously we have, we have got one of the best goalkeepers in the league in goal, but it would have been a bit of a worrying moment. Uh, but he, he, he tried to run really well and obviously managed to break up play. But I think that defensively we need one of them to definitely be more mindful and, and really sit back the whole game um, because I did notice at times when you watch back the game and if you watch it back now that they both kind of do go forward at times and that literally is just leaving Romney and Kessler there um, it might have been because maybe if we're attacking down one flank the other wing back doesn't push maybe on so much which I did notice so I think that was maybe something that Bruce has tried to you know rein in a little bit this season that if one of you goes the other side, um, then you can't. The other one on the other wing can't always go as well. You got to kind of judge it with what's happening there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think as I say, I think the the whole kind of back. Well, I suppose you could say the back um, seven: uh, Petrovic, Jones, Romney, Kessler, by Book, and Polster. I think they all had really, really good games. As I say there was a, a few times when. Jones and and Bai were were caught out of position in defence in transition, and I say on a different day against a different team, um, that's the worrying perspective. I think that you know if we went up against Seattle or or Philly game day one again, or, or as I said, Charlotte in a few more games time, this could have been a different result. Um, no matter how good Petrovic is, if he's been bombarded um, for for big amounts of time, he's you know he, he's 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 bound to let one in. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's still work to be done, but I think you can take a lot of positives from that performance. I said it was good that that kind of seven gelled really well from the off, which is a, a massive positive for for, for me. And then we kind of get into the final third of the field where I think we just lacked. A lot, if I'm being honest. Giacomo Veroni, just still for me, just, uh, you know, again, it's only game day one, so we haven't got to start like throwing our toys at the pram or anything like this or, or saying he's a bust. But he has got to start really turning the uh, performances around for for me. I think, you know, I think you can kind of see he's got it in him and there's flashes of it, but, and I didn't get it, it's hard. I mean, we were all kind of, I was in the same boat with, with Adam when he first joined as well. And I was thinking, oh man, this guy, for me, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's he's the one, um, and then all of a sudden, just something just clicked, and 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 goals started flying him, in and um, you know Giacomo's got a lot to do now to prove he's got the DP tag on him, which you know he didn't ask for, but he's got it. He's being paid good money to come over here and start scoring us some goals, and if he's not going to be scoring us some goals, then you know we'll be looking at his other bits of play, and you know I've been asked some questions which I will will kind of get to and answer uh, a little bit later on, but. One of them was round hold-up play, and I think for me, I just didn't see enough of it for him. He wasn't trying to bring players into play. He, he didn't, you know, when he wasn't being involved, he, he wasn't involved for large periods of the game. You'd he, maybe like to see him start dropping deeper and deeper to kind of get involved, and then then that could also then leave space for players like Barrero and, and Tico to run into. Um, but for me, the, the front quarter four of the team, um, Barrero had spurts, and I think he did look dangerous at times, and I think he will 
you know, again, he's in a very similar position. He had a bit of an injured play season last season when he came in halfway through. But I think he had, um, I think he, out of the two, I think he was definitely the, the one that shone the brightest. Um, I think he had, you know, some really, really good runs. He looked dangerous when he wanted to. He's very direct in a lot of his play. Uh, for me, I think it's just the, the end product. Um, which I think is what the revolution were lacking a lot. A lot of it, you know, we were getting into some good, good positions, multiple occasions, but the end product for me was just just not there. Or sometimes our decision making just wasn't quite right, and we were making snappy decisions. Um, I always, you know, think that sometimes we we play too slowly, but there is a a time and a place for patient build up play, um, and sometimes we just snap at a decision, and it's it's generally the wrong one. So, but again, we you know we we were. Also prefix a lot of this by saying it's game day one. There's still got a lot of time and cohesion to build between them all. I'm sure it will start to click in place. Carlos had a quite quiet game. There's a good period in the second half um, where he just, I don't think he touched the ball for a good kind of 10 minutes or so, uh, which is quite concerning. He was dropping deep at times to try and get himself involved as well. Um, and I think when you've got a player of his you know, skill set on the pitch, I think you need to try and get him involved as often as regular as, as we can. Um, but yeah, he, he seemed to struggle. I don't know if that was maybe part of Charlotte's game plan and, and maybe that was what was working more so. And if so, then we need to obviously think of a way to counteract that. Um and uh, yeah, so that 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 could be obviously a feature throughout the whole season. Everyone knows how good he is. It's not like you know anyone's sleeping on him anymore. It's they're fully aware of his skill set and what he brings to the table. So uh, he is going to be fouled a lot this season. He's going to be you know marked to hell. Um, but the Revolution need to find out if that is happening, and we're, we're kind of you know we're we're almost Carlos Hillless. Then then what do we do? Uh, we need to do other ways around it. And for for me, Tico um, didn't have a good game. I mean, you know. I don't. I'm not saying again. He's he's that's it for his his opportunities this season. But you think game day one, you and and to fair when you think about it, he probably is being played because you know we've got no Nacho. Um, you know, there's you know, um, Boateng's only just signed. Maybe he could have started. You know, we're using Tommy Mack in a more deeper role now. That you know, um, I suppose maybe you could have tried blessed out there. I was actually quite um surprised to not see. Blessing even get many minutes off the bench. I thought, you know, you know that even if he hasn't started, I thought we'll still definitely see him off the bench. But we, but we didn't, um, which was quite interesting. But I probably would have liked to have seen Bolmer there, if I'm being honest. But that's only in hindsight now. When actually seeing him on the team sheet, I was thinking, okay, fair enough. He must have, you know, he's got to be putting in the effort in in training to to for Bruce to have faith. But I think. This is a really big opportunity for him to go out there and stake this place now as his, because. You know, if you're putting in performances game day one, and then when it comes to game day two, the manager's got to think like, you know, why why would I drop him at this point? But he, for me, just he looked, he looked, I don't know, he just looked lethargic. He looked like he wasn't up for it. He didn't look like he was giving it his all. Um, I think he had only what ten odd touches or something like that, which is which is weird. Played sixty three minutes of the game and and just had you know very minimal touches on the ball. Um, which as a kind of player that was playing in behind the striker, um, I know he's kind of playing a, more of a wing, I suppose you could say on the right wing, but he was just he just wasn't getting involved as much as he could do. And I don't know if that's maybe because the revolution, you know, because a few things he tried early on just wasn't coming off and he misplaced a few passes. And maybe they just thought that, 
you know, that we'll try and kind of work around that. And because they lost trust in him, he maybe felt it as well. Uh, I'm not really too sure, but I think it was a big opportunity wasted by Tico. Um, I hope it doesn't affect him too much, and I'm hoping he can come back strong and, and really showcase what the revolution, um, well, what he can offer to the revolution. But yeah, it was honestly, it was not a good performance to watch. And um, I'm quite surprised it was left out there for so long. I did think that when Renix came on, though, I think that was probably the, the the better of the two options, but again, we wouldn't. Again, that's in hindsight, and 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 obviously, you know, he came on to the game when there's some more weary legs out there. Um, preseason's good, but you know, you only only know how far you've gone and how good of preseason you've had when game day one hits, and you realise that you're blowing it 63 minutes when the other teams actually still set out their fighting fit. So. Uh, he's come onto the pitch and, and he's he's looked actually good. To be fair, I think Justin Renick got got involved a lot. I think he had some some good you know good plays. He he had seventy eight percent possession at seventy eight percent pass rate as well. So that was a, a decent one. Considering he only came on quite quite late on in the game, he got seemed to get into to the speed very quickly. He had some good passes through, a decent shot as well, which you know would have absolutely gone crazy if he had come off the bench and scored it. Um, in terms of, obviously, other players of note that came off the bench, obviously we had Bobby Wood come on for uh, Veroni, and I think he actually, I, I wouldn't say obviously he had a, a great performance, but I think out of the two, for me, I think he definitely looked like he was having more impact on the game. His hold-up play was slightly better than uh, Giacomo's, but it was still, you know, it's not like... I think that you know that's in our straight swap should be done for next game, but I think he did look the more dangerous. But again, that might just be the fact that he's more in tune with the the the, the MLS. He's kind of knows what to expect, and um, yeah, I think uh, for for me, I think he had a a good an, an okay performance. I think it was in a performance you kind of should expect um, for a player of his caliber to kind of come on. You'd probably like to see more of him, being honest. But I think game day one. You know, only just coming into the squad. I think it was a it was a okay performance. I think you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I don't want to see it week in and week out, but for, for for where it is in the season and what we're doing, I think it was a, a, a decent performance. Um, overall, I just want to talk, touch on. Um, I, I won't really touch on Omar because obviously he came on with minimal minutes to do, and um, no one wants to talk about Omar. Oh oh oh! Don't talk about Omar. I don't, I don't know why I just did that. Um, but yeah, obviously, Gustavo Bo, which is the news that kind of... No, it's not really just, just broke, it's broke today-ish. That obviously, he's back in New England. We've, we've seen he's gone into training. And we've seen him hit an absolute fierce shot as well, which is quite pleasing to see. Uh, but he's gone back into to full training, so he's kept himself in decent condition to the fact where the, the, he's been evaluated and actually thrown straight into the, the full training regime. So that's, that's very pleasing to hear. And if we can have a fighting fit and, you know, a, a Gustavo Bo that wants to play for us and wants to put in performances, I think we could have a, a beast on our hands this season. And hopefully, if this is going to be his last season, hopefully he can kind of lead us to the cup and, and you know, and just go out with an absolute bang because, you know, he's not getting any younger. Um, I think he had a good season last season, um, out of, you know, a, a, a season where we didn't particularly have any standout performers, but I think he had a, a decent season. And obviously, had, the season before, it was... An immense season, so it's good to have him back in the fold, putting some pressure back on Veroni. I'm not too sure how we kind of incorporate both strikers. I don't know if if, if Bo maybe plays them more uh, on the right hand side, and then we kind of just have Barrero, Carlos, and and Bo behind, and then uh, they just kind of why 
what I did like and as a, the kind of point I get on to is that you did see at times when uh, Tico and, and, and Barrero did swap places and I'd like to see that happening more fluidity, a fluidity between the, the, the three behind the striker so we are having Barrero, Gil, uh, Gil Carlos Hill and um, Gustavo Bo then I would like to see them just that, that just interchangeable and at times you know interchanging with the, the striker so if it is Giacomo Veroni then then just having that flexibility and fluidity between that front four to just kind of switch in and out of positions and, and just really kind of you know make it impossible for the defence to track a man if they're if they're man marking they're going to be pulling the defence all over the place um, so I think that could be quite in, interesting to, to see but obviously at the same time I'd still like to see Esmir and uh, Jack P get some minutes as well this season it's great to see that obviously Noel Book uh, Tico and Renix all get in kind of um, minutes in but talking about you know homegrown heroes um, it was only really Noel Book for, for me that stood out I think Renix had a, a decent game when he came on the pitch but for me Tico that's one to, to write off unfortunately uh, buddy on that one um, in terms of the whole game as a whole as I kind of alluded to before, Petrich weren't really putting under too much pressure at any one time. I think he had, you know, it was a handful of saves, nothing that really kind of, I think it was four shots they had on target, um, nothing that really kind of tested him too much. So I think it's quite an easy day for him. Obviously, he had to get the Dunkin' Donuts card out again, which I'm sure his, uh, his teammates were very pleased about. Uh, but overall, I think we did look kind of comfortable in the game, if I'm being honest. Even times when we kind of got caught, um, I... I sometimes feel worried when I watch Revolution. I think that was more last season because we were covering a little bit of a downward trajectory that I kind of started feeling a bit more worried about the whole thing. But um, this season, I don't know what it is. I just, even when, you know, opportunities, they were pushing forward and maybe we were caught short at times. And again, on set pieces and corners, I never really felt overly concerned um, which is weird because uh, normally I, I kind of I, I do, um, but I was I was fairly confident. But I, I don't know if that's the Romney effect. I don't know if that's what we're calling it nowadays, the Romney effect on the defence. But he just seemed to calm things down, and I think he, you know, I think for me it was a standout performance from from the Revolution. I think he had a, you know, I think I think if you take the three players for me that had a, a really solid game, I think Henry Kessler did have a good game. I think Noelbrook had a good game, but I think Dave Romney takes plaudits for me because. It was it was a great performance, and I think he just um, yeah he just seemed to calm everything down, and hopefully as that 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 kind of five can gel a bit more, uh, and we you know we can start being better in the, tra- the transition uh, from attack to defence, then then things can start clicking a bit easier for us, and we can kind of get uh, more and more comfortable, so we're not feeling worried as Revolution fans, which we never should be. Um, but yeah, we have got some some people have actually asked some questions. Well, I think it's actually was it just one. I think it was just one person that asked a question but he asked they asked um two questions so uh, this is from twitter user just s cali um he was talking about off the ball movement and runs in the final third i feel he felt like we can be incredibly stagnant at times even when we break and press up the wings i feel we stall and create the creative mo- uh, momentum dies who is doing what, where, and what, to what effect? But then he also kind of piggybacked off that about the hold-up player of Roni Woods and Renix. A breakdown of the respective impact on the front would be interesting. Um, so I've kind of touched on this, but I'll kind of go through it all again. Um, but yeah, the, for, for me, I think Barrero was the one who was kind of looking to do things. I said he was the most directive player uh, out of the, the lot. Um, off the ball, if I will, 
I will admit that I don't. There wasn't a lot happening, um, which maybe is why Carlos kind of went missing for for times because it wasn't happening um, as much as he wanted to. And I think that's where you have a player like Wetting on on the. And I'm really glad we've obviously got that deal done and over the line. Although it's, uh, you know, and what I feel bad for him because the salary is shocking. Obviously, it's a great bit of business. But then when you see players like. I'm not too disheartened about the fact that we signed him for such a small contract because, one, it's a little bit disrespectful to him, but it is a good bit of business at the end of the day. It is a business. But then you've got players like Omar and Josie Altidore on stupid money, and it's like, how? Um, but, yeah, in the final third, I think that... I think you are right. We we were very stagnant um, for large periods of time, if I'm being honest here. Uh, the, there wasn't a lot of runs going on. I think, say, Brera looked quite quite active when he had the ball at his feet, but off off the ball stuff for me wasn't maybe as as as, as impactful as it could have been. Uh, Carlos um, again, he had a bit. It wasn't, I wouldn't say, a bad game, but he wasn't one of his better games. We've definitely seen him play a lot better in um, in a Revolution shirt. Tico had an off game for me. Hundred percent, he was he was not with it at all. He was. He was at a different training session for for the for the, obviously the preseason because he was not on the same page as a lot of players. I think Merrick did well actually. Uh, I think you know he gets a lot of he gets a lot of shit thrown at him sometimes, but I think he he actually had an impact when he came on. Um, he seems to have beefed up over in the, off the off season and, and in preseason. He seems a lot stronger now on the ball. Um, seems assured of himself as well. So. Hopefully that Justin Minutes can carry on and, and keep driving and, and putting in decent performances when we need him to. Um, as I said, I do think he... Uh, I wouldn't say he was an unsung hero last season because we had no heroes last season if we were going to be... Other than maybe Petrovic, you can say. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think... Although he was brought into as a striker, I suppose, um, I think what he did for the club when we needed him at his most... I think still gets a little bit shit on sometimes because of the numbers and in terms of goals, which again, you have got to judge a striker on his goal tally. Um, but when he's a striker that's not been in the team for a while and, you know, is maybe not up to speed, he's been loaned out to, well, not loaned out, but using the revs too quite a bit, which are probably playing a slightly different system and different. You know they've got a different manager, and it's it's a little bit. Then get thrown back into the first team. You know I think you got to give him a little bit more credit than maybe what people were giving him last season. I think he he did a really good job, and uh, you know it's quite pleasing to see that this season he's was given an opportunity off a bench, albeit. But and I think he he's definitely now got. If we're still in the same predicament game day two, then for me, why don't you start Renix out there? Um, I think he had a, a good enough performance, uh, but yeah, we we do just seem to just. It wasn't clicking as fluid as I'd like it. It was a lot of, um, and, I, and I mentioned earlier about you know taking not really taking your foot off the gas sometimes, but but maybe just being a little bit more patient with, with your passing. But which which I do think we do need to be at times. But at the same time, I'm going to contribute myself slightly that I would like to see us break a lot faster. But only when obviously it calls for it, you know, when we've got the ball and we're not, there's the counter isn't on, then that's where I'd like to see a bit more patience taken. And we're we're trying to go for, you know, direct balls into players' feet, and then you know, kind of one shot and you know, one touch and a, a shot off, which you know can can work from time to time. But you know, there's kind of four four men to beat before you get to the goal, and there's no point rushing it. You know, take your time, find the space. We've got enough creative players on the pitch to kind of do that. 
but but for me it was just I don't know it was kind of like it was we were playing turn-based football at some times it was like just waiting for an opportunity and it kind of you, you know you'd mentioned stalling and it was it was like we did stall for a second and the players brain stalled and it's like okay what should I do now um and when I want to talk about patient build-up play, I'm not on about slow. I'm on about passing the ball around. Doesn't mean it's going to be slow passing the ball around, but waiting for the moment when you're creating the space that can still be done at a fast speed. Just you know, you're patiently building up to the play, passing it around the back, switching the ball over side to side, quick passes to get players into to space. That's still patient build-up. Doesn't mean it has to be slow. Um, and in terms of hold-up play, I think for me. Giacomo he just didn't do it um, Wood kind of was trying to do it and I think he definitely did more he was trying to bring players into play he was dropping a bit deeper you know bringing the ball down on his chest holding the ball at his feet waiting for players to make runs off him uh, and I think you know if we had probably bought someone like Boateng on um, then I think we could have had a bit more impact if I'm being honest but uh, I think for, for, for me if you want to rank it I think it would probably go Wood, Renix, Giacomo. Um, so I think Wood had the most impact. Although, I don't know. It's close between Wood and Renix. I don't think any of them had a massive impact on the game, but I think, no, if I was going to do it, <laughs> I know I'm kind of standing Bobby Wood at the moment, which is weird because I was never, a, you know, it's never like I've been a, oh, let's get Bobby Wood to the revolution. Or Although I do sign him on Football Manager sometimes and he normally puts in a, a decent shift for me as well. But I think he had a no. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Renix Wood, and then Veroni in terms of it having impact on the game. I think. Uh, I think that's that's only fair. Um, but I think it's very close between Wood and Renix. But again, I wouldn't say it was like, you know, it was the defense for me that had um, had the you know I mentioned at the start of the the, the show about a defensive re- um, revolution. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a revolution, but I think we're kind of starting to see the the twenty twenty one defence that we had rather than that 2022 one because no one wants to see that again uh but thank you for the the question obviously thanks for getting involved it's uh, much much appreciated um as obviously you know it's i do this for for myself in a selfish way just because i like talking and i love talking about revs um but I also do it for you guys, so obviously I do want you to try and get as, as involved. If you've got any questions, it doesn't have to be related to the revolution. Obviously, I'd like it to be, but you know, if you just want to know stuff about me, then then ask me a question. If I if I can answer it, then I then I, then I will, or I feel um, like I you know I'm in a safe space, or I suppose that you know that I can divulge the information. If it's a kind of more personalised question, then then uh, then uh, then I will. But in terms of the revolution, the start to the season. Um. Yeah, it was it was okay. I, I don't think we need to start going crazy. Um, I think on a different day, different team. Um, it could have been a definitely different result. Um, but as I said, the twenty twenty one season was a lot of grinded out results. We didn't play particularly well in a lot of games, but we managed to get the three points, and that is exactly how we've started this season. So that is a massive positive to take, and I think you know that shouldn't be underestimated about the fact that we. Did okay, and we still got three points again. In a, I imagine in a very hostile uh, environment, you know, well, you don't really see it as much over in the states as you do in England. Like if 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 you had a, a stadium, a seventy thousand p- 
people in inside a stadium where it pretty much is mostly you know a good 90 to 99 percent home fans so there's a lot of noise and a very minimal noise from the away fans and um, if that was um in over here then man, that would have been a horrible environment for the away team to play um that's why obviously we have obviously ticket allocations to kind of make it at least fair uh, i suppose in a way um not that all that always works um but uh yeah it's um it would have been yeah crazy crazy atmosphere for the revolution to play but i'm proud of the boys it was um not the prettiest of games by any stretch of imagination but it was three points um and we, we've got to take it we've got to take these these things as we come um Still a lot of work to do, say, defensively in the transition. We've, we've still got there's still a lot to do. Um, I can't underestimate that. Um, and, you know, we've, it's not like we've got an easy game coming up either. You know, it's it's uh, Houston next, which, you know, they're not going to be an easy feat. It's it's not like we're going... I, I thought it's fair, I don't know there's going to be any easy games this this season. Um, but, yeah, less than, what, five days away now. Uh, obviously, we host... Uh, our first home game of the season against Houston, and that's going to be a, a tough one um, for me. I don't think it's going to be. I know they they lost their first game over uh, against Cincinnati, um, so they're having two away games to start with. But they had a, you know, again for, for me, they had a, a large chunk of possession in that game, um, and got outdone by a resilient Cincinnati team. Who um, again, I think are going to be there thereabouts this season. I think you know that was a. A really dogged display from Cincinnati um, to get the, the victory on that one, and I think on a, again on a different day, Houston probably should have done done better. Hopefully, that day isn't um, their next game. They can leave that one, and then you know they could probably have their moment in their first home game of the season against uh, Austin. But uh, they can leave the Gillette Stadium alone, and we'll uh, we'll take three points, please. Thank you. Uh, but in terms of this, the, what I think we'll we'll kind of see. I've seen that next game day. I think I don't think we'll, we'll, you know, I'm always trying to be honest here. I don't think we'll see Tico in the starting lineup. I think that will probably be the only change we make, unless we know where Gustavo is. Um, for, for me, I think Renix just starts. I think it's just a straight like for like swapping that one. I think Renix will start up there. The only thing what I could see is depending on what happens between now and game day, is he might start. Bobby Wood up top. I very much doubt it. It's not like he's going to have you know two DPs not in the starting eleven when he's got a DP that is is available to him. But um, and then I suppose, but it would be a bit disheartening for for Noel Book to be dropped and uh, Blessing to be started. Um, but no, for me, I think I think we'll go pretty much the same eleven, but it'll just be Renix for um, Tico. Uh, the only other thing maybe I could say would be. Uh, Boateng for for Tico. Either way, I don't think uh, Tico uh, Riviera is going to be starting this game. Um, I'm going to go for a two 0 victory. A two 0 victory. Um, I'm going to go for a much solid performance, a better performance from the Revolution. I think they'll they'll um, yeah we'll see a lot better football coming from them. I think we'll see the magician Capi getting on the ball a lot more, putting in some strings. Um, things will start to see a little bit more fluid. Um, I'd like to see us maybe utilise our subs a little bit more, only bringing the two on. Um, was I don't know if it was the right move for me. I think we could have probably done with, I say, Boateng could have been a really big impact to us on that game. 
and then maybe he could have bought on Christian Moncal. I'm not, I'm not really too sure. Moncur, Moncal. I never know how to pronounce any players' names. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, two. I'm gonna go two nil. Um, to Revolution. Same lineup apart from Tico. Probably be just Renick started outside. Bet of of uh, Boateng start, starting ahead of Renick's. Um, maybe Bobby Wood. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a lot more comfortable this game. Hopefully, uh, despite obviously. Houston having dominated possession against Cincinnati, I think we'll we'll you know we'll have the home crowd behind us this time, and we'll hopefully be able to put on a show for the uh, for the Fort Angelo Stadium. Um, but I think that pretty much is going to wrap up today's episode. Uh, I don't think I've got really much more I can ramble on about. Um, and we're at the kind of the nearly forty minute mark now as well, so I'm sure you lot, if you haven't already switched off. Then you're um, an absolute legend, and uh, just go over over. To, actually, if you are still listening, go over to Twitter right now. Uh, find my profile. It's at Andy UK. Um, again, very weird if you've stumbled across this podcast and you don't already follow me over on Twitter, and just comment without any context. Just comment the word pizza, and th- that'll be our our little secret. Um. Also get involved by submitting any questions you want me to kind of answer in upcoming episodes and I will try my best to facilitate that. And um, yeah, last of all, just keep yourself safe. Hope you're all doing well. Um, And I hope to see you guys very, very soon. Um, I will catch you guys next time. Hopefully uh, I'll be able to do another episode after the game against Houston. Fingers crossed. Um, It's another... uh, it's not it's not as bad as the one afterwards. The one afterwards is like bloody Monday at two thirty in the morning for me. This one is only half past midnight again. The reason why I struggled with the Charlotte one was purely just because I had such a busy day. I was in London. So we'd, we'd um travelled down to London really early. So I took my wife away for the weekend. Um to go and see Wicked in London and so we'd set off on the train really early to get down to London. But it's not like a massive journey, it's only like two and a bit hours or whatever. Uh did a, a bit of uh, shopping, um a bit of sightseeing, but when I talk about sightseeing, we've obviously seen all of the the stuff that most people come over to see. So we've seen some of the bits that we hadn't kind of visited um, you know, we hadn't really visited and, and walked around Covert Garden before either, so we kind of went to that. Uh, had a walk around the markets there and stuff, so that was um Stuff we never really done, but yeah, did a bit of shopping. Uh, went for a really nice Mexican meal. Love myself some Mexican food, absolutely delicious. Um, and then uh, had a few drinks there, and then headed off into uh, where did we go? Um, the Apollo Theatre, watched Wicked, um, really, really good show, and then obviously headed back to the hotel for the evening. And um, yeah, I really wanted to stay up and watch the game, but I was so exhausted. I literally managed 25 minutes into the game and I could just feel myself. I was like, you know what? Like, just, I'll, I'll watch it on the train on the way back the next day. And that's what I did. Um, so, yeah, for the power of Apple TV. Um, but I've already wrapped the episode up, guys, and I've rambled on for even longer. So, um, I hope you're all staying safe. Hope you're all doing well. Come on the revolution. Let's get three more points against Houston. And I'll catch you guys very, very soon. Soon? Shortly.